Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spillin' Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden, and today we're talking about Disney, Disney villains. villains. Give me your best evil laugh. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I took a whole other turn at that. <laughs> All right, your turn. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god, you <laughs> practice. <laughs> I'm just obnoxious. <laughs> oh my god, holy shit. Do villains even freaking laugh like that anymore? Not really, which I guess we'll Like, who's the last one that's had an evil laugh, honestly speaking? I think like, Dr. Vasilia did. Did he? Actually, yeah, of course he did. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> and like, friends on the other side. At the end, he's like, <laughs> Okay, that's true. So Disney villains. Disney. Disney villains, honestly, like, what is a Disney movie without a villain? It's true. What is any movie without a villain? But specifically Disney villains, they're like their own... Niche? Niche. Yeah, we'll go with niche. Honestly, the Disney villains have evolved into their own brand at mm-hmm. this point. Which is kind of interesting because, I mean, people love these characters. Yeah, like we care about them. Yeah. Enough to give them their own brand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... You know, you have your Disney princesses, and then you have your Disney villains, and they're just as successful. Exactly. Like, they go hand in hand, you know? Yeah. People really, like, gravitate towards them for some reason. I don't know. I don't, like, I can't really pinpoint it, but people just love these characters. They love to hate these characters, you know? Yeah. Do you think that kids gravitate towards them at all, or is it, like, older people? I think it's older people. Yeah, because I can definitely <laughs> identify. More with these villains as an adult as opposed to, I think as a kid, you don't like villains. Well, you're scared of them. Yeah, you're you're afraid of of them. them, You know, you just want to like, you know, be with the princess, like blah, 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 the heroines. But no, you see a villain, you're scared. But now it's kind of like, I I feel you. They're entertaining. (laughs) They are. They're so funny. They're really, really funny. I think they're, they're such, traditionally at least, they're such over the top theatrical characters yeah they have these like big booming songs and they're like very flamboyant in the way that they're presented yeah um they're just like a lot of fun to watch and they're always usually designed really interestingly yeah um the disney villain franchise is actually a lot bigger than you may think it's an official franchise yes it's an official franchise okay so you got your primary members of the franchise you have maleficent who's Often seen as a leader, you got the evil queen, Cruella de Vil, Ursula, Captain Hook, Jafar, Hades, Scar, the Queen of Hearts, Dr. Facilier, and Chernabog. He's the uh, the devil from Fantasia, in case y'all don't know. He's kind of obscure. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty big franchise, and they even have their own kind of like subcategories within it. So they have the uh, Disney's Divas of Darkness, which I don't think is like, it's not in like... I would be in that category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's like prominent anymore, but yeah. it was, and it was basically like just like the female villains. Yeah, almost like Maleficent, Evil Queen. Yeah. Like it kind of like focused on like the glamour of being a villain because all of them are pretty like, you know, they're very like Which is dope. Yeah. Divas well they're all super vain. Yeah. Like all these all these divas of darkness, they like feel themselves. You know, they look in the mirror and yeah. they're like, Yeah. I'm a bad Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know Ursula when she looks in the mirror, she's like Damn, like yeah, I am. Dude, I'm A1. tick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you also have the Disney Sinister Cats, 
Um, so you got Lucifer, Cyan Am, Cyan Am, <laughs> Felicia from The Great Mouse Detective, oh, Scar. Oh, like, who the hell is Felicia? Felicia. It's uh, Radigan when he rings the bell and he like feeds the rats to the cat or whatever. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, bye, Felicia. <laughs> uh, and then also sometimes in there is the Cheshire Cat for some reason. He's kind of neutral, but they throw him in there sometimes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he doesn't really do anything bad. He's just, I guess, a negative personality. He's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you also have the 13 Reflections of Evil, which is basically just 13 Disney characters, mm-hmm. Disney villains, because, you know, 13's an, an unlucky number traditionally. Yeah. Um, so basically all the oh. ones that we mentioned before, and then plus you have uh, Gaston and Oogie Boogie. From, oh, wait, from Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> Who the hell? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because um, kind of like the Disney Princess franchise, just because you're a villain in a Disney movie doesn't mean you're a Disney villain. Like, you're not part of the Disney villain franchise. Yeah. There's really only a select few in mm-hmm. all of, like, the, what is it, 57 movies at this point that they've yeah, put out? Yeah, that, like, make the cut. Yeah. Which I find interesting because a lot of times I think of the Disney Princess franchise as, like, the core. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Disney Princess and it almost, like, just takes their counterparts and they created that franchise. And you'd also think that they might do the same thing with the villains, but no, the villains are such powerful characters that they don't even need to be attached to the Disney princes. Yeah. Princesses. Like, they hold their own to be able to have their own, you know, franchise and, like, you know, have that value to bring to the franchise as well. So, like, for example... Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil, Captain Hook. Hades. Hades, Queen of Hearts. Make a bunch of them. Scar, like, they don't need to be attached. They're just their own thing, which is really cool. Yeah. They definitely are iconic in their own right. And you have characters, like, kind of jumping ahead, but you have characters like Cruella de Vil and Hades and Maleficent who are, like, from their films, they're the most, like, iconic, memorable parts of the movies, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe before we kind of dive into, like, the meat of the conversation, Mm -hmm. um, we talk about some of our favorite villains, maybe top three. Okay. Um, Just, like, who you like and why and Okay, let's go back and forth. Okay. Okay. So you want to go first? Sure. Um, So I'm just going to start off with... I'm just going to put them in... I don't have an order, so I'm just going to say no particular order. Mother Gothel. Okay. She is my favorite because she's kind of starting to transition from the traditional Disney villains into like the age of Disney where they don't have these traditional villains anymore. And she's like a cool in-between median that has this complexity to her and, you know, why she's a villain, the things that she does is stemmed off of, you know, her actions. So for example, like her relationship with Rapunzel is super cool because you know, while she has this whole like, you know, mother knows best and you are my daughter and everything I do is to protect you. It's literally just because she wants Rapunzel for her hair. Yeah. And, you know, she keeps saying, I love you, Rapunzel. Like, I never want to hurt you, but she doesn't want Rapunzel to get hurt because she doesn't want her hair to get f***ed up so that she can't remain young all the time. Like, it's just so many elements and just the things that she does. It just, it just, it kind of, it pulls at your heartstrings because you're like, like, how can you penalize a mother protecting her daughter but she's a villain like she she doesn't care about rapunzel she cares about rapunzel's hair yeah so there's just like all these the things that she does is motherly acts but the reason she's doing it is you know a villain motive and that's what makes her really cool for me yeah yeah she's one of the only villains that's really like 
she is like her like like as far as she knows she's Rapunzel's mother yeah as far as Rapunzel knows I mean which is interesting because all the other ones it's like you know you have your evil stepmothers and yeah whatever but this is like in Rapunzel's mind this is her mother like it's yeah it's interesting to kind of make that Rapunzel ever asked about her father to Mother Gothel it's probably what the series is for I guess (laughs) (laughs) okay you go um so my number one of all time is the evil queen Mm mm-hmm I you just stand Snow White so much. I don't know. I just I love the. It's evil because she's German. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I I've always um like I've always loved her design. First of all, like mm-hmm. the huge oversized crown, the huge like obnoxious collar, the big yeah. cape. I like that she's like a traditional like she's traditionally a, like a beautiful villain. Yeah. Um. And her whole conflict and her whole motive is behind beauty. Yeah. Um, which, like, you know, I, I'm not saying that, like, when it's power or whatever, it's it's inherently bad. But I think it's it's more unique because there's yeah. a lot of Disney villains that just want to take over and rule and stuff. But Evil Queen is just, like, you know, she, she wants to be the fairest of them all. Yeah. And especially in today's time with how um, everyone's, like, looked under with a microscope. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting because it kind of adds a different layer to her. It's like, why is she so insecure? Why is she so obsessed with this? Yeah. Um, and even with like youth and, you know, women are, they, like women under a certain age are like idolized or women over a certain age or it's, it's really yeah. complex, but it kind of like fits into that. Yeah. So I love that. I just, I love her design. She's one of the only villains that doesn't smile. Like un- until she turns into the old hag or whatever. Really? But in her like queen design, she never smiles. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I love it. And I, I think um, she's super iconic. And yeah, I yeah. mean, the, when she turns into the old hag, that shit scared me. Oh yeah. And still sometimes I'll have dreams and that old hag <laughs> comes into my nightmares. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> that demon you see when you have sleep paralysis. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, but yeah, no, I she's definitely my favorite for sure. And she yeah. doesn't even have a song, but still, it's... All good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> she doesn't need a song. She's a magic mirror. She, yeah, she's like, a magic mirror. Like, yeah. she wins, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say my next one <laughs> is Monsieur Claude Frollo. Ooh, yeah. He is scary as shit. And he's scary because not because he's a villain, not in the way that it's like magic and, you know, I need power or I need, you know, this or whatever. Like he's just or he's a normal person and it shows you the reality of villains and villains that can be there with you in real life. Yeah, you know like he's a legitimate person in the world that we live in like every other disney like you know evil queen um scar um captain hook like they're not real people you know they're in these imaginary places but hunchback and Notre Dame takes place in today's time like it's a real story yeah <clears throat> so just the things that he does also i think it's super so not only is he just like you know an evil like a legitimately just evil person to his core with the way he treats quasimodo but then also the complexity behind his faith in religion uh catholicism and how those values conflict with human nature of 
sexuality and bringing Esmeralda into it and how he lusts over her and he feels that and he's like that's your fault you are making me lust over you and therefore I must kill you like what yeah. Disney what it's are heavy. you are you kidding me like ah I can't like Disney had some balls back then when did that come out 1996 Six. like Disney would never do that now no like it's crazy it's I just I just think that I think they're definitely cooler villains in a sense of, you know, what they can do and their storyline and blah, blah, blah. But I just think, like, the realness and rawness of him and how deep that goes, like, that just, that stands out by far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's scary. He's scary because he's, like, a real-world villain. Yeah. yeah. And you can see that shit if you walk outside your house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, number two for you. Uh, Okay, so really the only villain that I'm, like, super passionate about is the evil queen <laughs> but in terms of my other ones they're not like i don't think i feel as strongly about them as yeah. you probably do about your other ones no number those two, are the only two i'm strongly about the other one is gonna be a whatever one okay yeah well my number two is yzma i freaking love yzma yeah. i love that yzma is like she's a villain but she's like a parody of a villain yeah um which by the way emperor's new groove is such an underrated movie oh it's my so god good. the, the writing. whole movie just oh like she's one of those villains that when she comes on the screen like i prefer her storyline to cusco's storyline you know like <laughs> yeah. you like her more than you like cusco like, yeah i love her i love um that she's like this crazy mad scientist yeah um and like I know what I said about the whole, like, you know, wanting power and stuff is very cliche, but since it's done in, like, a parody sort of sensibility, it, it, like, it fits. It's self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's very self-aware. And, like, with the whole labels and when she turns into the cat and you think it's going to be this big, like, Maleficent dragon transformation. Yeah. This little cat. Yeah. I just love it. I love, and I love Eartha Kitt. So I love the fact that she's voiced (laughs) by Eartha Kitt. Yeah. She actually had a song originally in the movie. Um, and they cut it. And I, I think you can still listen to it on YouTube. Anyway, I heard it. And I love it. I'm like, to me, that's like unofficial. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And like, you can't get more iconic than pull the lever crunk. Pull the lever crunk. Like how that is not a ride at any of the Disney parks. Her little monologue, like first, I'll turn him into a flea. I help yeah, and then the visuals that go with it. Yeah. And I just, I love that entire theme that they like introduced in the movie and they brought with it into the actual episodes yeah. of the show. So every single episode is like a new potion and there's like a new pull the lever cronk and there's a new, you know, um, monologue and it's just, you know, she's a formula that's perfect. Yeah. 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 I just, I love her and her design with she's like purple, she's purple, pointy ass body. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, why is she purple? (laughs) I just, I love it. I love it so much. So, yeah, she's my number two. Cool. Okay, my last one I'm going to say is Hades. I love Hades. Okay, so Hades, um, very similar to Yzma. He's a villain, but he's like, he's, he's funny. Like, we're all Hades at this point in our life. You know, like he's, he's a bad guy and everything, but you can't like, he's not, you're not scared of Hades. He's not someone you're like, not that you're rooting for him, but you're just kind of like, we want to see Hades around a bit, you know, like it's, it's funny, you know, and it's not just him being like, you know, sinister and, you know, serious. Like he's hilarious. He has a sense of humor. His sidekicks are hilarious. His relationship, you can see his relationship with, you know, all the other gods and everything, like with Meg, super funny. Like just everything about him is really, really, really funny. 
And I like the way that they introduced him in Hercules. Like, like I said, like Hercules as a whole, it's just such a weird movie. Like it's not traditional in any way at all. Yeah. And then just what they did with the villains, it's just, it's, it's great. Yeah. He's funny. I love Hades. Like we all know a Hades. We all, we are hate Hades. Like, yeah. You know? Ironically, he's the Lord of the Dead, but he like has so much life in his yeah. character. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my last one is Tamatoa. I know Tama, I know Tamatoa isn't like like he's not the villain of Moana. He's not like the main antagonist. He's just yeah. like a villain or whatever. But I love Tamatoa so yeah. much. I don't know why. I literally can't explain to you why I love Tamatoa so much. Yeah. He's just ridiculous and so out of place. But like it fits so well. So perfectly. And he's just so over the top. And weird, and his song is just so good. I just like I can't. I don't know. I like his purpose is to collect gold shiny things. Yeah, and that's like it. He's like not really a villain to the plot line. He's a villain because the main character has entered his plot line. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, it's cool how they did that. Like Tamatoa spinoff is that in the works? <laughs> exactly, and it's like I think he's the only villain that's really like that because even if you look at in Moana, um, another like villain you could look at is the um, what the are Kakamura. they called? The Kakamura. But like they, they're like looking for the. They're trying. They're trying to stop them. Yeah. Because of the heart. The because yeah. the heart. Like they're trying. They're interfering with the actual plot. Yeah. Tamatoa just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And had no purpose. You yeah. know. It's just, it's great. It's great. He's golden. His song, Shiny. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> when he goes like all bioluminescent and like. Yeah. Like I remember seeing, I think I showed you, like they, in France, they have these like um, storybooks and it's like Tamatoa's story and there's like a baby <laughs> Tamatoa and it's so cute. I'm like, what? Disney Plus, make a short about him. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he deserves it. Honestly. Uh, I love him. Yeah. So yeah, he's my number three. Okay. Yeah. So like villains. As a whole, there's just so many of them in terms of like underrated ones, ones that are super fruit, the ones that are super funny. So like for the underrated ones, who is the Horn King from the Black Cauldron? I don't know what's Black Cauldron. He's literally like a skeleton. He's terrifying. I had nightmares. If you get a picture of his red eyes. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, he looks familiar. You've probably seen it. You just it's. The thing is, is that like back then Disney was not afraid with their designs. Yeah. Like, they were like, we're here to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, this is a villain. We're going to show you what a real villain looks like. I think that's why I think he's underrated. Like, I mean, the movie as a whole is not amazing. But I think just in terms of his design and, like, where Disney went with it and yeah. how dark they went with it, it's it's notable. Yeah. And, like, Radigan... I, like Radigan. again these these they're underrated villains because their movies are underrated yeah but then in the case of like shan yu mulan was a success yeah but he's still an underrated villain i think like shan yu like he's not he's, he's not, not like a main villain but it's yeah. because like the the antagonist of mulan is the war so i think they just they needed someone to kind of be a catalyst be for that the, and the leader. face of it. Yeah. But I don't think he's meant to be like... Yeah, because the thing is that, like, Shan Yu isn't attacking Mulan. He's there... They're, he's leading the war on China. Yeah. And the army is training to fight the war. So it's not necessarily, like, 
you know, he's trying to, you know, go and mess with her life and get something from her specifically. It's an overall thing and she's helping the yeah. fight. Yeah. Which is which makes sense. Yeah. So like he's not supposed to be like a very like complex, like sustainable mm-hmm. villain, you know, he's just chilling. They also drew him so scary. He yeah, with the whole black eyes and then the yellow irises and Yeah. I'm like, sir, you're not okay. He also killed someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, he killed many on people. On screen. No, but on screen. Oh, with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the messengers or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Do... Have any other villains done that? Oh, wait. Claude Scar. Frollo did. And Scar. Yeah, but Scar's an animal. They kill people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or they kill things all the time. Um, yeah, Claude Frollo killed Quasimodo's mom. But that's it. I don't think any other... Captain Hook shot some guy. Oh, did he? Yeah. I haven't seen Peter Pan in a while. But that's, like, played for comedy. It's not played, like... Yeah. The evil queen killed someone when she, like, turns to the hag, and she goes down to the prison, and there's, like, a skeleton. Thirsty? (laughs) Like, these kids' movies are showing characters killing other characters. And then, yeah, laughable villains. Like, we're talking about Yzma, of course. Hilarious. I kind of meant this more for, like, laughably bad villains. Like, we laugh because they're, like... Oh, because they're, like... Yeah, like if you think of the Disney lineup and you're like, yo, like Radcliffe oh, or Edgar from the oh, Aristocats. okay, okay, okay. Just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're a villain, okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, like Mayor Bell with her. Yeah, like. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about Yokai slash Professor Callahan from yeah. Big Hero 6. Because I think when he's Yokai and he has, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but when he has like the mask on, the kabuki mask, mm-hmm. and he has like the microbots, he's like, he could have been so cool. Yeah. He could have been, like, this crazy, like, iconic, scary villain. I didn't and then, even think about him. Yeah. Yeah. But then it turns out that it's, you know... That it's the freaking professor. Yeah, it's like a Scooby-Doo yeah. twist. It, yeah, it's yeah. so Scooby-Dooey. Yeah. Scooby-Dooey. Scooby-Dooey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I, that almost kind of, like, takes points off of his... Yeah. ...villain. Who's Edgar? Oh, the, the, the dog? No, from uh, the Aristocats. He's, like, the guy that, like, tries to get rid of the cat so he can get oh, the fortune. Oh, my God. Edgar. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's or, like, of... the the dog catcher in Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Lady and the Tramp doesn't really have a villain. No. Or Aunt Sarah. Aunt Sarah. <laughs> Cyan Am. Cyan Am. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, all these villains have sidekicks yeah. as well. And the sidekicks almost add another layer that's kind of like the formula of a yeah. Disney villain. You have to have a sidekick, you know? I feel like every... The thing is that I kind of associate villains almost on the same spectrum as main protagonists and yeah. levels of value. And usually each of them have sidekicks, I guess, to balance out their character. I think, especially in like the early days of... Uh, of Disney movies, mm-hmm. you need like a sidekick because if these villains are by themselves, they need someone to talk to. Otherwise, yeah. they're just crazy talking that's to themselves. That's true. You know? That's true. Like Maleficent has her crow, and that's the only example I can think of right now. I was gonna say I kind of want to see a villain that doesn't talk to anyone, but Frollo doesn't really talk to anyone. Not really. He's yeah. kind of crazy by himself. Yeah, he's kind of crazy. Yeah, which again makes him so much scarier. Again, in more real life, like realistic, because villains in real life they don't have sidekicks yeah i mean unless they're like a crew that like you know go kill people together but <laughs> yeah yeah you know flotsam and jetsam oh iconic undertow 
Can we talk about Morgana for a second? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Morgana. So you know she's attached. She's to an honorable mention. For yeah. Me. She she is an honor for sure. She's essentially she- Ursula who did a Jenny Craig diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Found some green dye. Yeah. That's literally it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, I guess Ursula is like the older sister. I want to know. I want to see a little short about them and their family, you know, and their mother. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you see that, ma? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, if we like bring it back to like like the Disney villains value, like there's so much that like you know descendants is essentially an entire movie about the villains. Yeah. And in Descendants 2, like, um... Shut Ursula. Yo, clan. Yeah, Ursula, like... <laughs> the Queen Whoopi Goldberg. Queen Whoopi Goldberg just came and... That's the title of the episode, please. Shut, yo, clan. <laughs> we'll, like, say that to each other. Yeah. Shut, yo, yo clams. <laughs> Oh, God. Those of you that don't know where that's from, go watch Descendants 2 right now. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's super cool. um, The fact that, again, the villains have such a stance that they can make an entire movie about that. Yeah. About their children. Yeah. And have it be a sustainable franchise on their own. Yeah. Which is really cool. And even in terms of merchandise, too, like, um, I've seen puzzles and stuff at work that are... uh, Disney villains branded puzzles and yeah. there's like Disney villain monopoly and at Disney world, they have like the Disney villain nights and yeah, you know, I mean, when Halloween comes around, that's like the perfect time for the villains to come out. And exactly. There's yeah. just, there's so much that you can attach to them. Yeah. Oh man. And then yeah, there's songs. Yeah. I feel like iconic. Yeah. And which is funny because I was kind of thinking about it and I'm like, like Maleficent and the evil queen. And Lady Tremaine. Yeah. None of them have a song. That's true. Like, I guess at that point, that wasn't really... Or even the Queen of Hearts didn't have a song. Captain Hook didn't really have a song. That's more of, like, a recent development. That is a recent thing. That's true. Then I also think that the villains that do have songs are arguably more popular. Yeah. I mean, like, I think Maleficent and the Evil Queen are very... They are because they're, like... They're the leaders. Yeah. I don't want to, they're not the first villains, but they're quote unquote, the first ones or the first ones to have such like stance and value. Like, yeah, there's, you know, big bad wolf or, you know, (laughs) Pete or whatever, but that's different. You know, they're the ones, first ones that I guess you can say were attached to these Disney princesses, Yeah, you know, and they, they're the ones that have these grandiose powers and, you know, live in these big kingdoms and have these grand motives that, you know, and they've done so much to really you know, make their stance. And that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Why they're popular. Yeah. But then like Scar, Scar has a song. Would Scar be as popular if Scar didn't have Be Prepared? I don't know. I mean, he does throw his brother off a cliff. That's true. But Be Prepared is a really good song. I think that's one of the best Disney villain songs. Oh, for sure. That and like Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would Ursula be the same if she didn't have Poor Unfortunate Souls? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think those add so much to the... They add so much to their character. To the character, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the entire... If you think Ursula, or I think Ursula, I think of the poor, unfortunate soul scene. Yeah. That entire scene, that's like Ursula to a T. And yeah. if that wasn't there, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Then what? What's yeah. Ursula? Vanessa? Yeah. 
<laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Even she has her own little, like, poor unfortunate souls reprise. And, yeah. Yeah. No, the songs are, are awesome. I mean, we were just talking about Shiny. Um, what's another example? Gaston has Gaston, his own song. Called Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> or even the Killer Let's Beast talk about too. Gaston for a second. Because he's also an example of like a real life villain that you would find. Yeah. He's kind of cool because he's not, you know, he's not a scary villain. But he's legitimately just a douchebag you'd find in real life. Yeah. He's, when you were talking about um, Frollo, he was another one that popped into my head. Yeah. Because I think they did such a good job at like, he's supposed to be traditionally like attractive and... Everyone loves him, mm-hmm. but Belle, and he like foils the beast so well too. Yeah, rhymed. but um, <laughs> yeah, he's like such a real world, real world villain because he wants Belle, and he he kind of like will do anything he can to get her, which is yeah, it's very scary. Like he he sees Belle as just like a trophy to to win, which is yeah. unfortunately it's like a, a thing. It's a thing in real life. Yeah, you know, super cool. Well, that's not cool. I mean, it's super interesting. I mean, it's cool that they put that into that movie. Yeah. It's very much ahead of its time, I think, at that point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, especially yeah. coming off, like, Ursula was before, and yeah, Jafar, like, right after. Yeah. So for them to kind of, you know, not do a fantastical being as your main antagonist. Exactly. Um, and then it's really cool how they kind of started to position the Beast as a villain. Yeah. And then he you know, he transforms into a protagonist. Yeah. Which is really cool because you're meant to fear this beast. Like, people... Like, the first encounter you see with the beast is with um, Belle's father. Does he have a name? Maurice. Maurice. And, you know, he gets trapped. He traps him. Immediately, like, there's that. Belle goes to find him. The beast is, like, scary beast man. Yeah. (laughs) Traps Belle. He's like has anger issues and everything, but then like you see they humanize him over time. It's which is pretty cool to see. Like they they really, you know, did something with villains in that movie. Well, as like the audience too, you kind of go through the same journey as like the main characters do because at the beginning you're afraid of the beast mm-hmm. and like Gaston you're like yeah he's a jerk whatever but you're like afraid of the beast and then kind of as the movie progresses they diverge and yeah. near the end of the movie. Gaston is the one that you're afraid of and the beast is the one that you're rooting for. Exactly. Um, which is really interesting. Just the way they foil each other. Like Gaston's really the beast of the film. Exactly. Yeah, which is pretty deep. It is really deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like what are some of your favorite sidekicks? I would say Pain and Panic. Oh yeah. Pain and Panic are Pain hilarious. And, and panic. panic. Report for duty. <laughs> like they're just they're funny. They just they go really well with Hades. They like they um mesh well with him as his sidekicks. Yeah. I like that they're they're like dumb. You yeah. know, they're bad sidekicks. Yeah. That's what makes them funny. They're literally they're meant to be idiots, which is hilarious. Shenzi, Bonza, and Ed. Oh yeah! Like, come on! Yeah, come on! The the best like name that a better trio. trio name always. a better yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, Pleakley, yo, Pleakley, Pleakley and Jumba. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, I totally forgot about them. I love Pleakley. Yeah. Also funny how they kind of did the the same thing with Stitch. How he kind of was meant. He started off as a villain. Yeah, he was like an antagonist. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then he becomes, you know, the protagonist, literally the main character. Yeah. Which is cool. And then also, we can talk a bit about like Elsa and how she was supposed to be a villain. 
Yeah, yeah. Elsa was supposed to be, you know, just a traditional villain, the Snow Queen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then really with Let It Go is when they realize there's more to the character. Yeah. And that kind of brings us into kind of like the whole overarching thing, theme of this episode is I want to talk about like villains, how they've kind of changed over time. Yeah. Because what we've been seeing with the most recent Disney films is either there is no villain or it's a twist villain. They really like subvert the expectations. So like Elsa... Elsa is like an antagonist of Frozen, the yeah. first film, in a sense, sort of like the Beast. Um, but then, in the end, like she, you know, she fixes everything. Like you go yeah. into the movie thinking she will be the villain. But yeah, she's not. Yeah. Um, Even in like the beginning of the movie, like like her actions, like you know, she freezes all of Arendelle. So then all the Arendellians are like, oh my god, she's a bad person. Yeah. Like she's damned us to an eternal winter. Yeah. Type of thing, you know. Which is, I think is really cool. Again, really complex. Good job, Disney. Well, now they're, yeah, they're going away from the black and white and kind mm-hmm. of more into the gray area. Yeah. Which is a more realistic approach that I really like. You see that in Moana with Maui. Maui's the one that caused, he's kind of like an Elsa type. He caused this curse to happen. Exactly. And he's the one that has to fix it in the end. Yeah. And then even with like, which I just want to bring this up actually, because I know everyone kind of got sick of the whole twist villain thing. Yeah. I love how Moana did it because instead of having like a good character mm-hmm. turn out to be a villain, they had like a, a villain turn out to be, be good a character. good character. Yeah. Um, which I love. I, it's I think. really cool. And literally it was Maui's fault. Like yeah. it's not just because this um, being wanted to be a bad thing. It was a curse. Yeah. That turned this goddess into this bad, I don't know, even know what you would call her. To a God demon. at that point, to this demon yeah. type thing. And I just love what it was that, you know, reverted to call back to Tafiti, which is really cool as well. Just yeah. everything that they've done. Well, it's Moana's compassion. Instead of fighting yeah. and attacking the villain, like you would see in, like, in these all other, these other traditional movies. Yeah, yeah. She, she has compassion and she yeah. understands. And understanding and, you know, all she has to do. Like you see Taka just like coming at her, right? Yeah. And Moana's just like. Oh, chills chill like just walking like girl you can come at me all you want i know who you are yeah kind of same thing with uh for in frozen 2 with the knock because the <laughs> knock is you know trying to kill elsa yeah um literally trying to drown her yeah and she you know she tames it and um both those movies do a really good job with this whole man versus nature um which is a very like timely I feel like it's timely, but it's not pushing your face like something like Lorax, where it's like, you know, like a tree. <laughs> yeah. But it's timely in the sense of, like, there's subtle things. But, yeah, like, our relationship with the Earth is important. and Yeah. Or even with society, with Zootopia. Like, you have a main villain, mm-hmm. but the main conflict of that film is the prejudice. Yeah. Which is very a very current thing. I'm trying to think of other examples. Well, Wreck-It Ralph 2, they had... Um, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the film, but the whole, there wasn't even a villain in that film. The whole conflict was Ralph's codependency on Vanellope. Okay. Um, and kind of like learning to like, let go. Be on his own. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Toy Story 4 didn't really have a villain. I mean, you had Gabby Gabby, but it wasn't like the whole like overarching. Oh my God, Gabby Gabby. She's a laughable villain. <laughs> She's a laughable villain, yeah. <laughs> the the freaking scary army looking Doll, the man, what's his name? He had a name. The Gabby Gabby, like, her henchmen. Oh, the dummies. Yeah, what are they called? They they're, have names. They're just the dummies. No, they have names. Really? Yeah. The Bensons. The ben- Bensons. <laughs> That's terrifying. Gabby Gabby and the Bensons. 
Gabby, Gabby and the Bensons. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's when you, you know, look at it at a broad perspective, like there's just a lot that Disney has done to portray their villains. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that they're, they're getting to a point where, I mean, like I love villains mm-hmm. and I'd love to see more villains in Disney films, but I kind of like that the conflict doesn't have to be because of one person, because in life that's not, you know, there yeah. things happen and, and that's kind of the way it is. Yeah. Um, and I really, really like that. I like seeing that. Like I was really happy in Frozen 2. There wasn't like an evil villain behind everything. Yeah. Even in Moana, um, I like the inside out. It was just like Riley's growing up and she, you know, exactly. she loses some facets of her personality and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but there's no like evil villain behind everything. Exactly. So yeah, I, I don't know. She's I just, I, I don't know which one I prefer. I think like I'm obviously nostalgic towards like the, the way it used to be where, you know, you know who the villain is at the beginning. Yeah. But I think there's definitely some more like maturity and some growth with the way they're doing it now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something really cool that, um, like, you were able to find about the villains is that, generally speaking, they are older. Yes. Like, yeah. 55 plus, like, hitting, you know, senior, yeah. <laughs> senior status. <laughs> and then, yeah, you found a study from, is that Brigham? Brigham, yeah. From Brigham, Brigham Young. Young University. Um, and looking over, like, 70 years of Disney films, they found that 42%... Of the characters were viewed as negative stereotypes of elderly people playing these like evil sinister characters and overall that has almost you know put this notion in kids heads that old people are scary and bad which is kind of true well it, like, if, it, as a kid think about old people yeah like old people don't care about shit you know like they've been li- they live their life they're chilling trying to go to their bingo kind of <laughs> Just, like, play with their cats, you know? Like, they're not doing anything. But as a kid, you see an old person, you're like, yo, wait. <laughs> Hold on and a to, second, To Mom. contrast that with the princesses, too, because all the princesses... Elsa's the oldest one. Yeah. At 21. <laughs> Most of them are teenagers. So it kind of it kind of subconsciously enforces this idea that, like, youth is good. Yeah. And, like, old is bad. Which is... Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of messed up. Which is interesting. I think that's why villains like Gaston and, like, Hans and... And things yeah. like that are important. And even now they're kind of getting away from it. But it is interesting because it's like, you know, all the villains are old with the exception of a few. They're all like grotesque. Like, yeah, you know, they're looking, they're pointy. Yeah. They're so pointy. <laughs> well, in, in like animation, sharp angles, like triangles kind of give off the idea of like bad. Yeah. Whereas like curves and, and circles are good. So mm-hmm. that's kind of in CGI you don't really have that anymore. It's it's kind of not as prominent. But yeah. in 2D it's very much like Jafar is very angular, Maleficent's very angular. Yeah. Um compared to like the heroes, which are very rounded. Mm-hmm. That's true. I actually saw this video on YouTube, um, and basically this person had recreated all the Disney villains as good characters. Oh, and yeah. essentially like all their body shapes and stuff relatively the same but i did notice that she used more curves um made their eyes bigger rounder you know softer angles and it made them look like good characters like it's crazy 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 how animation can have that effect on a character one other interesting thing if you go back and watch 
some like the early Disney Renaissance movies, mm-hmm. all the main characters, like the princesses, the heroes, the sidekicks, they all have kind of like a glint of uh, of light in their eye. Like, yeah. you know, that little white circle that they put in there. And the villains don't have that. So you look at Jafar, they don't have it. And I think like Hunchback, none of the characters really do. So yeah. you can't really see it there, but it's kind of like a way to yeah. know, subconsciously like enforce that. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, in addition to the whole ageism thing, is, um, what's the term for it? Queer coding. Queer coding? Queer coding. So that's where many of the villains are given um, characteristics that are traditionally seen as, like, queer characteristics. So if you look at, like, Hades and Jafar and Scar, they're very feminine interesting they're not overtly or like or gaston's very feminine or or you look at ursula who's very like Like masculine yeah very masculine interesting Um, i've never thought about that yeah so you kind of look at it and you're like it's sort of enforcing that idea like that that's they're they're bad because that's not like right which you know like we're in a different time now so it's okay to look back on it and see where the issues might arise but yeah it's it's a thing. Huh. Wow. Or even, um, I don't know if the term is correct, but racial coding. Yeah. Um, you can see in some characters, even if they're, they're like... darker. They're darker. Like if you look at Scar versus... Yeah. Like Mufasa and them. And it's like, they're all lions. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they are white, they have kind of like hooked noses or certain features yeah. that are like seen you know it's exactly it's, it's, it's kind of a touchy subject because it's animation it's art right mm-hmm. so it's stylized for a reason yeah um, but then there also is kind of this underlying like yeah um or like even like in the second lion king if you looked at all the like that those outcasted lions they're all like this grim gray color that's yeah. really weird whereas the other lions are like much brighter you know they've got this like dark eye thing going on like it's it's crazy yeah 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 it's really interesting so if you're ever watching like one of the older disney movies kind of pay attention to that because it's it's interesting yeah so with the way that disney's been going for the last decade let's say yeah we haven't really gotten a traditional villain in the sense of like you know from the beginning this person's bad and they're the main source of conflict throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to see that again in the future? Like, I know for sure with Ryan the Last Dragon, it doesn't seem to be going that way. And then yeah. I don't know what else is... I don't think with, like, Soul or with Onward, they're really going to do that. No. I think... So that's interesting because, you know, let's say that they did stop this traditional villain uh, formula and they have decided to just go on and continue with the entire concept of whether it be nature or twist villains or whatever. It's like, how long can that be sustained for? Yeah. Like, is it a trend? Is it it a trend? Exactly. Unless they keep finding new ways to introduce villains. I kind of see it making more sense if they like do a little mix and match here and there. Like, I don't know how much longer they can do this because again, like, villains are likable mm-hmm. and they have such a brain and sustainability themselves like people like villains people kind of almost look forward to villains it's nice having this break of seeing different ways of stories being told and different ways of plot and conflict being introduced but again like we all have a good villain song you know yeah. i feel like disney characters um of late have been more focused on like or disney movies i should say disney mm-hmm. movies recently have been more focused on character instead of story and that's not to say like the stories are bad because they're amazing stories but 
the focus is very much on character development. Yeah. Like for me, like Elsa, like I love Elsa's character. Yeah. I think the story isn't the highlight for me. It's her character and what she yeah. goes through and like finding herself and same with Moana and, you know, finding themselves. Yeah. And that's kind that's of the true. source of the conflict. Even in Captain Marvel, like it's not until she finds herself really that she gets her full yeah. potential. Um, so I feel like that's, I mean, that's a very timely thing. Like, I think that's yeah. great. Which is interesting because then again, it makes me think that now if this is what, I think that the reason why Disney is now doing this with these characters and their plots is because this is how our time and society has changed. This is almost, it's almost like a reflection of how we as humans are now behaving, how things are more accepted, how we want things to be, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, maybe traditional Disney villains is now a timed out thing. Like, like you said, times have changed. And as times have changed, so has content. Yeah. So maybe. It, it's interesting. It's kind of sad to think that, you know, villains might be done. I mean, at least in terms of Disney animation. Because yeah. I know, like, you know, you have Thanos, who is... Yeah, but Thanos, like, Thanos is a villain in the sense where he he's like doing what he thinks is best for the whole universe like he's not being evil to be evil sake he's being evil because he thinks that like you don't know what's good for you i do so yeah. i'm gonna do what i'm whatever it takes because this is ultimately going to help the greater good of the entire universe yeah but so, i mean he's still evil in the fact that like he's, he's not gonna snap himself you know yeah yeah <laughs> That's true. Well, but does I see have... what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean. Like it's yeah. he, it's more complex, and they kind of justify themselves, mm-hmm. which I think is a good villain. When mm-hmm. a villain, because I think a villain, they they're not being evil to be evil. Like they're they're doing evil things, but for them in their story, they're the they're the protagonist. They're the good guys. I think in that case, what I want to see from Disney then is more villains that have more of that backstory, more of that complexity. I want to see more Mother Gothels. Yeah. You know, I want to see them do more with the villain character. Let's see what your brain is thinking. Let's see what your motives are. I want to see that you want more than just riches and power and that sort of thing. Yeah. Beauty, you know, like we want to see more than that. If Or if you want these things, why? What is it that drives that, you know? We want to see... What your brain is thinking. Why are you f***ed up up there? You know? I think one of the interesting things, too, in storytelling is when they kind of have villains that mirror the characters. And it's kind of like, this is the way your protagonist could have went if they Mm -hmm. had done something. Like, in in the live-action Aladdin, like, Jafar was a thief, just like Aladdin. And it's kind of like this... I mean, they didn't... They didn't dwell on it as much as I feel like they could have. They could have yeah. went into more depth with it. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, this is the turn that Aladdin's story could have taken. If exactly. he had done the wrong, you know? So I feel like that's always kind of interesting. That's like a different layer of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I Even think, Flynn Rider. Yeah. He's a thief. Yeah. You know, his whole life he's been a thief until he met Rapunzel. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. 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 I really like that. I think definitely, I, I don't know. I don't think we're never going to see new villains. Yeah. I feel like Disney could totally... But I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it's more of like a risk now, which is kind of funny to say because it's such a traditional and yeah. proven formula. Yeah. But I think now it's kind of a risk to do just a traditional villain. Exactly. But I feel like it could be welcomed. Like, simple stories aren't bad. Like, no. if they do something like that, you know? No. Or I think that if they do revert back to these traditional villains in the sense of simplicity, that the storylines are going to need more 
to sustain what's now lacking in the villains because now they have this trend of having these complex villains in different ways, different ways that drive conflict that, you know, we are almost expecting now. We're not expecting to see any more Maleficence. We're not expecting to see any more evil queens. Yeah. We're expecting to see new stuff, you know, like, you know, like what we've been seeing, we're, that's, that's what's we are anticipating at this point because it's just been a trend over the past you know, I want to say decade since the villains have started to become changing. Yeah. And, you know, if we revert back, we're going to be like, wait, what's this? And I think Disney also kind of thinks that they're probably like, we don't even know how to reintroduce a traditional villain if we do decide to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think with, um, even with the live action remakes with like Maleficent and stuff, it's at this point where every villain is redeemable. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, I, I love having a traditional evil villain who's just bad. Yeah. Um, but then I also do, like, kind of having more complexity. Yeah. When done right. Like, I feel like with Maleficent, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's interesting, though. Yeah. It is. Like, not... I think sometimes in life you are um, exposed to harsher elements when you grow up yeah but that doesn't excuse your behaviors you know like if you're if you do something wrong and you act out poorly because of that that's you know it's not excused because of it so i feel like that's what makes a hero and a villain because a hero will go about getting something the right way yeah and a villain will go about getting it the wrong way or the easy way way or whatever you know but yeah yeah that actually kind of makes me think about traditional villains and Kind of the way that we're talking about them right now is that they're really simple. They're very, there's not much to them, but they are such memorable parts of their franchise. Yeah. Whereas now with these complex villains, not at all. So what is that correlation? That's true. Yeah. Why do we love Hades? Why do we love Cruella? Why do we love Maleficent? I think they're not that like... Well, I think less is more sometimes because in these older movies and kind of what we were talking about in the princess episode, um, with some of these older characters, they're not as developed as the recent ones, but less is more because when you have a blank slate like that, you can kind of infer your own beliefs and thoughts and you kind of fill Mm -hmm. in the blanks on your own. That's true. Like with what I was saying with the evil queen, like she's not a developed character, but I, like that's my headcanon, what I see with her character and that's why I like resonate not resonate with her i'm not trying to to poison anyone with an apple but you know so i don't know i think also though like now another thing i want to bring up too is now with rapunzel moana and elsa those three especially you have princesses like if we're just doing princesses and villains you have princesses who have powers and compared to their villains don't whereas it used to be you know you have like the princesses who are more or less mortals facing fantastical adversaries um look at me popping up with my look at you with the vocabulary you've been hanging out with riley too much i've been practicing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah seriously um but it's interesting because you know you have like rapunzel and elsa and moana who have these they have they have powers or they they have some supernatural presence in their life yeah and they're kind of facing just like regular foes yeah but yeah it's I don't know if that made sense, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, men- they're the memorable parts. And I feel like since they're so complex, they kind of cover, they cover that hero and villain. They fill in those hero and villain slates. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, occu- they check those boxes off for you. Yeah. Like, especially someone like Elsa or Maui, who are kind of, like, anti-heroes, questionable, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I feel like if these characters were just, like, perfectly nice and not flawed human beings, then you would need a, bil- a villain to, to balance them out. All right, let's do, let's do a, little, a little quiz. Okay. So let's start off. Okay, so first question. Okay. Which villain's pet sidekicks can't talk? Is it Ursula's eel minions, Flotsam and Jetsam, Jafar's parrot, Iago, Maleficent's raven, or, oh, what's his name? Diablo. <laughs> but he didn't get a name until the live action movie. No, in the live action, he's Dival. He's... He's what? Diaval. Diaval? I don't know why they changed it. He's Diablo in the... He did, they don't um, say his name, but he's Diablo okay. in the original. <laughs> like Florian. It's Diablo is the answer. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. <laughs> the other option was Shenzi Bonsai. So yeah, it's, it's Diablo. Okay, how many tentacles does Ursula have? Ursula has six tentacles. She's six? Yeah, because her arms count as the other two... Uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Ursula has six tentacles, and then her arms count as her two. So technically, she's a squid, but her arms count as her other two limbs. That ah. makes her an octopus, yeah. Squids it's, only have six tentacles? Yeah. I think she. I think it's also, it was cheaper to draw six tentacles, <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, shit. I would not have gotten that right. All right. Who's the first male villain to appear in a Disney princess film? Gaston? Clayton! Bro, we even talk about f***ing Clayton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gorillas! <laughs> Clayton, man. Clayton. Clayton. <laughs> Clayton. His first name is William. William Clayton. His name is William Clayton. Oh. Just go by Clayton, sir. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just offended Williams. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not a shade sorry to the name to Williams. Sorry out there. Sorry. <laughs> Your name is lovely. <laughs> uh, Jafar and then Hans. Uh, Gaston was Gaston. the first male villain for a Disney princess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which villain was the first to speak in a full length animated feature? Um, Maleficent, Evil Queen, Cruel, or Lady Tremaine? Evil, Evil Queen. Queen. Yeah. yeah. Which villains are voiced by the same voice actor? Lady Tremaine, Lady Tremaine and Maleficent. Yeah. Is that the answer? Yes. <laughs> Also, hey. fun fact, um, the voice of the old hag and the voice of the evil queen is the same person. So she just took her false teeth out to the voice of the old hag. Oh my god. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Use what you got, kids. Yeah. Well, the other options were, were Scar and Shere Khan, Captain Hook and Clayton, and Cruella and Ursula. I can see someone guessing Shere Khan and Scar just because they're both They sound very similar. Cats. They're both British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both cats. Who does Sid Phillips make a cameo as in Toy Story 3? Pizza delivery boy, landscaper, fast food cashier, or garbage truck driver? Garbage truck driver. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. I saw that on Pinterest. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) What is the number one cause of the demise of the Disney villains? Poison, falling, magic, or disappearing? Falling. Falling, right? Yeah. Villains never get poisoned. They always try to poison people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, falling's like falling. They fall off. Or impaled. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens in Gaston's eyes as he falls at the end of Beauty and Ooh. the Beast? I know this. Skulls, yes. the Beast, 
swirls or red pupils. What do you mean skulls? Yeah, there's skulls in his eyes. Really? Yeah. Like where his pupils would be, it's yeah. skulls. Oh my god. Yeah, it's for a split second. Interesting. What is Oogie Boogie made of? <laughs> Bugs. Um, that's not an option. Oh. Uh, felt, silk, burlap, or paper? Burlap. What is burlap? Like a burlap sack. What's a burlap sack? Like I think that's what <laughs> they put potatoes in. How you don't know what a burlap sack is? Oh, that's the most iconic that... sack of all time. <laughs> this one's basic sack. Okay, I know the word burlap sack and I know what a burlap sack is. I just never connected them as the same thing. <laughs> Okay, what does Jafar not wish genie to become? A sultan, a snake, a genie, or a powerful sorcerer? A snake. A snake, yeah. What is the invention that Randall Boggs makes in Monsters, Inc. called? The fear instigator, the scream machine, the scream catcher, or the scream extractor? Oh, I think it's a scream extractor, but I don't know. I feel like Scream Machine isn't right. No. And I feel I, like I the Scream Catcher scream isn't right. Fear Instigator. I don't think it's that one. That's the only one that doesn't start with Scream. Maybe it's Extractor. Yeah. What is the name of Captain Hook's ship? The Cheerful Pirate, the Merry Mariner, the Windy Sailor, or the Jolly Roger? The Jolly Roger. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know the answer, but the Jolly Roger just sounds right. <laughs> I always get Jolly Roger and Jolly Rancher confused. <laughs> Jolly Rancher? You got a perfect score. Damn right I did. Don't worry. This doesn't mean you're evil. Props to you for knowing you're bad guys. Maybe they wouldn't be so evil if they got this quiz score. What? Okay. Ooh, I have a good question. Yeah. Oh, I love Prince John, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so if... I know we don't love live action remakes, but if you could choose one villain to get a live action, like, Wicked style mm-hmm. retelling, who would it be? Oh, oh no. Wait. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of backstory there. Mm-hmm. How'd she get uh, excommunicated from Atlantica? Yeah. Yeah. Her past, like a potential past relationship with King Triton. Yeah. Her home with, I want to see what she, what, what, what she was like on the playground, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's a little baby Ursula, a little Ursie. Oh, that'd be so cute. Yeah, a little Ursula, a little squid. <laughs> Her and Morgana. Here's my theory. Ursula was a mermaid and then something happened. Okay, but Morgana. Dun, dun, dun. Or maybe, maybe, maybe. Morgana's not king. Maybe their family, they were originally mermaids. Maybe their mom did something. And then they got turned into these ugly squids. And then now that's just their gene pool. Oh my god. Or maybe they just came from, like, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And that's where, like, the squid people rule. Maybe they're just racist. And they got, like, yeah, they got like, discriminated <laughs> against. Yeah, there's so much you could do with Ursula. Okay, your turn. Uh, Evil Queen. Yeah. But I think, like... Evil Queen, like... But the thing is... I've seen that. I know, but Disney Evil Queen. Okay, but the thing is, like, I don't want to feel... Like, I don't want her to, like, be redeemed. Like, I want, like... I don't want a Maleficent style. Like, I want it to still end the same way the original did, Mm -hmm. but I want to see, like, what happened to her. Kind of like Wicked. Wicked is, like, the one example I always go back to because they still... It still follows the same path as Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But you see what happens to her. Happens on the other side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to see. But I think think Little Mermaid Ursula is probably actually number one. Yeah. But um, I'd like to see, like, who the slave in the magic mirror is. I'd like to see... 
why she's so insecure, her relationship with Snow White. Like, there's there's a lot I'd like to see, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, we don't get any of that. We get Corella Deville set in the 70s, so... <laughs> Literally. Maybe Jafar. Like, I think Jafar could be interesting in a Wicked style, where it's the same timeline and the same path. You know there's a musical called Twisted? About Jafar? Yeah. It's like a parody. What? It's not like a Disney oh. uh, licensed one, but... Yeah. Wait, where is it? We're getting a Cruella live action, so... I think Cruella would also be really cool. I don't think they're going to make it good. But I don't know how you justify skinning puppies for a coat. You know what I mean? I would, you know, I could see them go, going back to when Cruella's maybe like 25 and she's in fashion school, you know? And she's <laughs> <laughs> starting off there. I don't know. Maybe she hates puppies. Maybe when she was a kid, a puppy bit her. I don't know. <laughs> Puppy bit me and I'm not wearing a coat. <laughs> or Scar. Scar would be interesting. Scar would be interesting. How did he get a scar? Sure. Why is his name Scar? Yeah, we don't know why he has a scar, eh? Scar means... Um, oh, Scar. Yeah, because Scar's name is Taka. Taka. And yeah. then he became a Scar. Like, these are things we want to know, you know? I know that it already is, like... These are questions that have been answered because The Lion King is just a story on its own. It has its own, it has books, it has a story already. Like there's, if you go back and you look it up, like you can find out what Mufasa's father's name was, you know, like it's a story, you know, about Simba's other son's name. Kion? Not, not, not Kion, but Simba's other Copa. Oh, Copa. Copa. Like these, these are characters that don't exist in the Disney universe, but they exist because the Lion King has its own thing. Yeah. So, you know. Honestly, cool. I'm just pitching this right now. Any Disney Plus executives listening, <laughs> you can take my idea. You don't have to pay me anything for it. I mean, it would be nice. But do a, you know how Marvel's doing like a what if series, like an animated what if series? Yeah. Do that for villains, but like all the villains like side of the story. Mm. I think that could be interesting. And like have it animated so it looks like the original like characters. Yeah. I mean, you could get some new voice actors. It'd be more, you know. Yeah. Do it. Mm. I'd watch the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I see that's about it for this episode. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah. I think we got a lot done. Yeah. And it, I love, I love talking about stuff on this podcast because I think of stuff as we talk and I yeah. like make realizations and I kind of put things together that I wouldn't have thought about beforehand, which is really cool. I love talking about Disney. Yeah. It's yeah. very organic. Like a lot of this stuff we didn't even have in our notes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy I have you in my life because absolutely nobody else would do this with me. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> All right, so check us out on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook at Spill and Diz Tea Podcast. Um, our Gmail is spillandisteapodcast at gmail.com. Send us comments. Let us know what you're thinking. Ask us questions. You want to start getting a thing going where we answer your questions. You know, give us prompts, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we want to be interactive with you guys. Um, hit me up at MJ on Instagram. You can hit me up at Brain Rosman on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Check out Denial. Check out Denial. Now streaming on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah. 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 Also, um, if you would like to give us a review on uh, iTunes or on Spotify, if please you can. Do. Please do. Helps five star, out. five star, five star. Baby, you know we're bomb as hell. So. <laughs> it, it helps us out. Anything helps us out. Exactly. So, Leave um, comments. Like, give us clout. You yeah. know, we deserve it. So. <laughs> yeah. No modesty there. <laughs> 
we're the shit. We're working so hard for this, please. <laughs> we just we have so much fun doing it, so we just hope you guys like it. Yeah, and, uh, I really hope that this, you know, if anything, brings back nostalgia for you guys. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, mainly what it does is even anyone that may not be as, you know, kept up to date with current Disney as we are, like, we still bring it back to when we were a kid. And it's always fun to just go back and divulge and, you know, talk about the stuff that we used to see as a kid and how we interpret it as adults and it's super cool yeah i think like even if you're not like as crazy about disney as we are like if you're listening to this you know on the bus or while you're drawing or whatever you're doing like, yeah it's hopefully will you know be entertaining for you at least yeah <laughs> so yeah thank you for tuning in and until next time stay frosty <laughs> <laughs>